I've never seen someone from Luxembourg, like, or even like speak. So I don't know if this country is real, but they're in a really <laughs> badass location. I, my cousin did a study abroad in Luxembourg in college. So it's a real place. That's good. Yeah. They speak French. Okay. Because they're slammed in the middle, literally, of Belgium, France, and Germany. Yeah, and history strong. says that's not a great place to be. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. On today's Footy Corner, the panel discusses who the favorites are after three weeks in the EPL, which team has been the biggest disappointment, the best surprise, and revise our golden boot picks so Brian and I are not stuck with Timo Werner. Brazil authorities suspend a World Cup qualifier against Argentina two minutes in. Weston McKinney maybe sleeps with Pulisic's sister. And there's a coup in Guinea, along with some international break banter and the typical predictions next. And we are back on the footy corner. We have a special panel episode today. It's the last week of the international break. We got four other co-hosts in today. So there are five of us running it. And we do have a new new panelist. So you know what? I'm just going to start right there. Let's go to the D.C. area and meet our new U.S. national team correspondent, Chris Patterson. Patterson, how's everything going? Thanks, Ashton. I guess I'm the former prep, uh, former correspondent for Preston North End as well. So it's good to be back. I think I was on one of the first episodes and then I did something and you didn't have me back until now. So I'm glad to be back. Um, I, it, it's, it's good to be here. Everything's going well. Uh, the games need to start earlier. So uh, I fell asleep five times during the game last night. So uh, that's okay. That's Thanks true. for having me. Go. Yeah. 930 kickoff. It's 1030 your time out Eastern. Yeah. So yeah, that's wild. Uh, next, we'll go a couple floors down. Arine, how's everything going? <laughs> Um, well, actually, I'm in my childhood bedroom because I'm staying oh, with our true. parents tonight. You are. Um, <laughs> Notice that. Yeah. So, um, I'm doing good. Uh, I can't be as loud and um, probably provocative as usual, but <laughs> I'm here. And um, what's up, motherfuckers? All right. <laughs> There's the intro. Uh, we'll now turn it over to Indiana, Mr. Brian Moore. Uh, now a PGA golfer, apparently. How's everything going there? Good, good. I like you said. I I golf today. Another golf outing, the second time of the year, and uh, I don't think I'll golf again until next oh, year's wow. golf outing. <laughs> there you go. And making his return, long-awaited return, uh, first time since having your child, right? Steve, you're back. Tell us how everything's going. Well, sleep deprived. Um, too much to do at work. Nothing. No. No. No free time at all. So. <clears throat> Luckily, I was able to put the little bastard down early tonight and make some time for the boys. There you go. Nice. Uh, Glad to have you back. You know, when they they get a little bit older, maybe like three years old, two, two and a half, three, little trick is you give them, um, shit, what is it? Scotch. Uh, Scott, yeah. Well, no. You beat me to it. Um, Fucking uh, melatonin. You get children's melatonin. And I was talking about drugging children, out. right? Now. That's, that's great. <laughs> melatonin is all natural. Okay. All natural sleep aid. I mean, at this point, anything, anything to get him to go down. He started teething. I won't go too much into it because this ain't a kid's podcast. A little, little bit it's of Tylenol. A footy, it's a footy podcast. A little bit of Tylenol. Yeah. Disclaimer, we do not, we do not um, condone the use of drugs on children. Uh, so we will move on. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll now move on to the uh, to the footy of this. Um, just in case the sponsors are listening, I don't know the ones that never existed and never came came about, but but we'll see. Uh, I think our titles <laughs> are what do them or what did them at least. <laughs> hey, they're a little they're they're getting there. They're getting a little better. No more. There's no more about no more you know questions about Tim Howard's. Uh, well, well, that'll be for another time. Uh, let's talk about Premier League. in Newcastle. I think yeah. that's been canceled too. Well, the guy did wink, but anyway, um, we'll go to the Premier League and <laughs> check out what's going on there before we get to the international break. Uh, you know, it's going to be back. It's coming, but we've had three games to digest, only three. Uh, so, you know, we made a lot of predictions early in the season, and because of the Madeira um, trip, some of them were really, really early predictions, like two weeks before the season. So I'm going to give us a chance here to kind of reset and answer some questions here. And one, right off the bat, which team – I know it's only been three games. Looks the greatest threat, or you think going forward is the greatest threat to win the league. Let's go ahead and start with Brian. Okay. Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea. Any any specific uh, reason? Because that's my team, too. Lukaku is the biggest reason. Okay. Lukaku is just a revelation. There you go. So so the only reason – and because you didn't pick them in the season preview. No. Maybe I no, I don't remember that was so that was picked City that man. was before Portugal. Yes, I don't before remember anything that happened before Portugal. All right, so so you're going <laughs> Chelsea. Before Lukaku. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chelsea, yeah, definitely. Who just scored? And Saul. And Saul, Saul. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, we haven't really talked about Saul. Um, I don't know where he's going to fit into the team. Like, I don't really know what role he's going to play. Do you guys know like who this who this guy is? Oh, yeah, he's he's this good CM, like a center midfielder, like it's like box to box. Yeah, very good box to box. He's more defensive, sure, sure. honestly, but um, he'll surprise you on the attack. But yeah. I guess we haven't seen that whole attack side of him because he's played with the most boring team in the world. So Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair play. But we have we have, have Jorginho, and that, you know he's the best player in the world. So. Yeah, I was fucking laying down on the grass. I've had enough of that Muppet, dude. Hey. That dude's a fucking. You <laughs> Player of the year. Yeah, what a joke. He's going to win Ballon d'Or this year. He's a, he's a fraud Italian, too. He's Brazilian. He's fraud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we got two that say Chelsea. Who doesn't say Chelsea? And I'll let you go ahead and speak. Yeah. Okay. All right. Your hands up. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be City, right? Okay. What are your reasons? <laughs> I see Patterson um, nodding, too. So I think you guys well, are on the same page. So I'll well, let you guys are like are just like literally five owing teams like it's FIFA. Like, they literally remind me of like Tottenham. Like when you start, a I was going to say, except for the, except for the game that they lost. So when you start a career mode, game one is usually <laughs> when you're testing out the difficulty and your team, you're like, Oh shit. You usually have like a, a draw or like a weak win. Maybe you lose, but then. Then you put the difficulty sense. down when you play <laughs> shit teams like Arsenal. <laughs> Let's just remember for a second where Tottenham was last March. And yeah. the fact that they have Nuno as a coach. And the fact that they just looked like head and shoulders above Man City that day. Very now, true. The, the two teams. I don't think that they're going to. I like. In all honesty, this is the closest, in my opinion, that the Prem is going to be in for the past, like I don't know, ten years. I would not feel confident putting money on any of the top four to win right now. 
Like if I'm going to put any money, it's going to be like $5 bet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm not, I'm not confident in anybody. If, if, it, if there was anyone Chelsea, just cause they're the, they appear to be the deepest, best team. Yeah. The way that they like perfectly handled Liverpool when they went down a man, it's like, Oh fuck. If you can just say like, all right, we don't want to play anymore. Give them the ball. And we're going to stop you from doing anything you want to do. That's that's worrisome to me. Chelsea, Chelsea I, has two full starting 11s that can get top four in the Premier League, and then and then Timo Werner will still be kicking balls over. Hey, like I said, like I said in our text message, you have to be good enough to get in the spot to miss a sitter to miss anything. So he's good enough to miss that. That's it's a wild fit enough. I've never heard that before. It's, I, I don't a, know. it's the players that don't miss sitters that don't even create chances in the first place. So Arsenal has to be good enough to be in the Premier League to get battered five nothing every week. Yeah, I was going to say City. City has beat two teams five nothing each, and those teams are nineteenth and twentieth place. True. They have one goal scored between the well, two of them. Brian, do you think if if they played Chelsea, if Chelsea played those two the next two weeks, do you think they'd win five nothing? Well, you Chelsea already played two. Arsenal, and they only won two nil. So, uh-huh. so no. Uh, excuse me, but. I mean, I'm just, I'm just bantering. I, no, I, I, <laughs> well, I know. I, I don't know. I think it's a good, maybe I'm just not used to like city not dominating. So that could also be in the back of my head, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it was the first game of the season. It was at Tottenham stadium and, and city peppered the goal with shots. Um, and just didn't get any to go through. So maybe they were just unlucky against Spurs, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. If you say city's going to win the league, I'm not, not going to bet. Oh no! I hope. Like, I like hope Steve said, I don't I'm not want gonna to bet money on anyone. I would rather have Manchester United win the league than Manchester City. Wow! Yeah, at least at least somebody was a Liverpool care. fan. That that at least somebody would care. I was going to say I saw you. I saw Patterson <laughs> nodding for for City, which must be painful to you too. Uh, so you think it's awful. That's awful. I mean, Manchester United just had to reschedule a game because of a Courtneyers concert. So I I, I don't. <laughs> what? It's it, it, yeah. I, it's. Who the fuck I, is Courtney? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't Banana. know. This, this. This is where. This is what. This is the state of Manchester right now. It's city, oh. and it's city until it's not city, and and I hope it's not city. But I. I. I just. I just. I don't well, know. As as a as a United fan, I, I. I. just. I don't know. I feel like I have to say city so that I can hopefully be wrong. Let's all remember mm-hmm. that Manchester is red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Premier well, League may be blue, but Manchester is red. Yeah. <clears throat> for the most part and Jeff, Jeff probably has something to say about that but we'll uh we'll let him tweet it R- real quick I, <laughs> I want to bring this up since Patterson's on a couple years ago I asked Patterson if you would rather see City win the league or Liverpool win the league this is like four years ago or something I, it's always stuck with me Patterson said he'd rather see City league City win the league 10 years in a row than mm-hmm. Liverpool win the league so I, I, I guess we have a few more years left yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are the reason <laughs> Shit, yeah, this is happening. happening. <laughs> I might have done this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Our U.S. correspondent is already in hot water right now. Um, this is what happens when I root for teams. They become terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that too the other day, but then. But, but I think it speaks to to Stephen Arene's point of like people don't really give a shit about City. Like Patterson is a, a United Manchester United fan. And he gives a shit about Liverpool not doing well, and he doesn't give a shit about City. 
Right? Exactly. Because it's a fit. That's it's exactly like, right. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's just put it this way. One of the most well-known Man City fans in the U.S. is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> this is coming from a Pack, and this is coming from a Packers fan. Guys, I love how we're we're shitting right. on City so much, and, and Jeff isn't even here to defend them. <laughs> so so Jeff, at the footy corner too to to air your grievances at what's going on right now. But if there's something I could do to round it off, I think a great point with this question is like, no matter what you say, there really isn't like something you could slander anyone for. Cause like what Steve said is, I mean, geez, like it's actually cool to see finally there's like more than like a two horse race. It's like a four, yeah. five, like, you know, it's like, you never know what's, it's like the smallest injury, the, the small suspension can literally do it for every loss matters. Like it's, it's actually crazy. It's the red shock a red card. <laughs> the inevitable granite chocolate yeah. that comes every it's just as soon as he's one of those players as soon as you think oh maybe he is useful nope he does that so hey that's he's that's bob robert of uh the premier league now he just goes out there and just gets red cards and gets in the fights and and, and bob probert was useful it's true it's true granite, yeah, he was actually good yeah why couldn't why couldn't granite get covid when he was with arsenal he had to get it when he was with switzerland of course but uh but anyway sorry we're gonna stop slating him but uh yeah so it looks like chelsea and city all around but we know liverpool and united are also right on the doorstep and wouldn't be surprised if they put put a good challenge in uh you know let's also now talk about which team not named tottenham has been a surprise in a good way because a lot of us slated Tottenham in the preview show. We all kind of expected they'd stink. We thought they'd sell Kane. They did not. And they're the only team with all nine points. So I'm, I'm going to take them off the table. We can't cheat use them because everyone would say them. And I'm I not, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say them. They've, they've only won every game one nil. Okay. So then who, I'll let you start then. Cause you, okay. you, you um, more Tottenham. I'll say Brentford because they're uh, undefeated. They have two draws, but, um, uh, yeah, uh, Brentford. They they haven't had an easy schedule. They played Arsenal. Well, okay, they played Arsenal. But, um, <laughs> I'm just going to go away. I'm just going to yeah. go away. You guys, you guys <laughs> they, they drew Palace nil-nil, and they drew Aston Villa 1-1. I, I, I mean, as a newly promoted team, after three games, not having any losses, having five points, that's, that's a good haul. My bees are in good form. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, you said great Hall Patterson. Is that the team you were thinking too? Moneyball. I said Moneyball. Moneyball. Yeah. yeah. No, I, 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 I think so too. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I, I saw them play last season in the the championship, and um, you know, it's it, it's. I think it's good to see. I, I think it's interesting and and see, you know, if if they can have a respectable season, what what the other teams in the league do to. Uh, kind of, and, and not the top teams, of course, right? But but the teams where they are, uh, do do they take this the same approach? Can they take the same approach? Um, and I, I, th- I think they're going to be a fun story to watch this season. Yeah, that's a good point. You did see them quite a bit because you were watching, you know, a lot of the Preston games, the Preston matches. Were they a team that took it to their opponents um, when they were in the championship, like possessed it a lot more? Because they seem like yes. a quite relentless. Very fr- team. Yes, they were very frustrating. Why? <laughs> The beast. I love how you mentioned Moneyball. They they sell Ben Rama and Watkins and just bring in Tony and, and other players that got them up. So pretty crazy stuff there. So a couple couple on board for Brentford. Any anything from the uh, Liverpool lads? Uh, I know this team was pretty good last year. They had a really high finish, but I mean the fact that they're the second in the standings right now. I know it's only three games in, but 
<clears throat> they absolutely battered Leicester mm-hmm. for a while. Like, I know there was some mitigating circumstances there, but I mean, the fact that West Ham is where they are right now, I'll yep. say that. I don't think yep. it's going to last, but you know. But I was going to say, I, I actually have West Ham too, so I'll just jump in right here. And I think it's funny because you're just waiting for them to fall apart because you're waiting for the Mikel Antonio injury. You're waiting for them to, you know, lose some matches because they have to use their depth in Europa league. And none of that has happened yet. And I'm hoping I don't jinx it. Um, but to be on the positive side, you know, they, if he does get hurt, they have Nicola Vlasic who they've bought in. Um, I know Arjen doesn't want this guy to play for Liverpool, but Gerard Bowen can do a job up top for West Ham. <laughs> I'm done with uh, these randos, bro. We need real names. <laughs> Rinalds has been chipping in some goals. Ben Rama is having a breakthrough year. So I think they so far have been playing pretty well. And, and it seems like, you know, the only trip up they had was to Crystal Palace. And if you look at it, Crystal Palace has kind of been their bogey team the last few years. It's been a team that they've had issues with. You know, you throw that out, they've looked pretty good. And, and you mentioned the battering of Leicester. So they've opened up some eyes. And I think, I think they have a shot to make some noise. It's just a matter of Europa League starts now. So I'm going to keep a close eye on West, West Ham, but I had them as well. Um, Arine, how about you? Well... Um, I agree with West Ham with the impressive set, but what surprised me is Wolves, um, how they've started literally the worst thing you can imagine as a fan. If someone told you your first three games are going to be zero one losses, can you imagine watching, what is it? 270 minutes of just th- your team, not scoring and just giving up three goals. I mean, that is you're really going to say that right in front of action? Try not scoring <laughs> oh. nine goals, man. Well, well, I had <laughs> well, I had high a red expect- card. <laughs> well, I had high expectation for Wolves, you know, um, especially with all the hype around some of their players that stayed. Um, so I don't know. That's just the, I know they're missing their coach, but um, just the fashion that they've lost in and and whatever, it just seems very unWolves. They used to be. I mean past couple of years they've been a team that's like i don't know like sixth you know sixth in the seventh in the table and you're just like they're kind of scary to play mm-hmm. and every team just seems to just like handle them pretty easily um on the defensive side and and whatnot so i don't know um hopefully they get a point soon because um ever since our portugal trip i, I like portugal so like the, the whole team <laughs> portuguese so yep. um hopefully they wake up yeah, their away kits were, I think, even Portugal colors last season. Uh, well, that, so that, I guess, leads into the next question. Which team not named Arsenal has been the most disappointing to start the season? So I'm guessing that that would be your answer there with Wolves. Uh, yep, yep. Does anyone else? I'll let someone else go before I, I name my team. We'll let, we'll let Patterson go here. Yeah, I, I was I was looking at Wolves, too, myself. Maybe Newcastle. Um, I, okay. I think Wolves has had a bit of a tough draw to start this season, uh, but they haven't scored. So it, it's, it's tough not to, not to say them, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think both, I think both teams were kind of a, a mid table uh, for me before the season started and, and both are just not, neither teams really, really looked, really looked great. Although, like I said, I don't know, to be fair to Wolves, they, they've, they've had a tough, they've had a tough start to the season with who they've played and they've only given up three goals. So it, yeah. it's still early. Um, yeah, so maybe I'm leaning Newcastle there, I guess mm-hmm. uh, for, for really no reason other than uh I just thought they'd be a better team this year. Yeah. Well, their attack, you, you'd see Callum Wilson, Alan Samaxamin up there, uh, Almiron, and you'd say, well, they should, they should be uh, dropping some teams and, and scoring some goals. And I think they had a, 
They had Southampton on the schedule. They haven't had too bad of a schedule. So yeah, they've, they've been a bit disappointing. Uh, yeah. Wolves. Yeah. Wolves have, like you said, what United Tottenham, those are two of their, two of their losses. Um, but they are, to, they are a team to keep an eye on uh, anything from Brian or Steve on a disappointing team. I want to see if any of you match who I've got. Yeah. Just, Go just ahead, to, uh, just, just to, I, I would have said wolves, but just to throw someone else in there, I'll say leads. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys are nodding. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, you expect, you expect more from that, you know, after last, last season, Bielsa, you kind of expect more than, uh, no wins, two points after three games. And, and not even that, like, if you look at it, they've given up the third most goals so far. And are in like the bottom half as far as goals scored. Yeah, which is like their isn't their whole playing style like get after it, like score a bunch of goals. You might give up a few, but who gives a shit? Like the offense is the best defense. Yeah, they're supposed to be. Yeah, they're supposed to be the Big Twelve of college football. They're supposed to be what the Big yeah. Twelve is the Premier League. You know, <laughs> yeah, like Oklahoma over here. You know, scoring scoring all these points, giving up all these points. But Oklahoma's man. SEC actually. Yeah. Well, not yet, mate. 2025, <laughs> yeah. 2025. <laughs> but I'll say this. Uh, I have leads up there, and to me, abysmal. Their doors have been their doors were blown off against Manchester United. And that's, you know, again, United's a good team, but 5-1, 5-1. And then they only mustered, and I get they're playing Everton. I know they're playing Everton, but that's their first home crowd since coming back to the Premier League. And all they could do was get a draw in that match. I, again, I get it. Erickson's a tough team, but when your leads, that anticipation, uh, a team that played so well last year, I believe they beat Everton in that match last year with no crowd, thought they could get something. And then they drew Burnley. Come on. It's not good enough. It's not good enough in my eyes. Um, so leads. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. I know they didn't have Calvin Phillips for the first game, but they had him for the other games. Bamford's been playing. It's not like they have injuries or COVID like some other teams. Uh, so yeah, Leeds is my choice. So we got Leeds, Newcastle, Wolves as some of the teams up there. Uh, keep keep our eyes out there. Now that some players have come in, I think it's time to revise our golden boot picks because I know Brian and I had Timo Werner and we definitely want redos on that one. Uh, you guys actually had him for for real? <laughs> I thought he was going to break through because I had Chelsea, I had Chelsea winning the league, so I was like, well, someone's got to score. And that was before they had Lukaku. So I'll just start oh, off and say I've changed. Still kind Lukaku of a head's gone on your end there. I've, I've gone with Lukaku, so I'll just say that right now. I'm, I'm changing my pick to Harry Kane. Okay. Because he, he's going to score all, most of Tottenham's goals. If he's on City, he's there's more talent around him, and he can help create more. But when he's on – since he stayed on Spurs, I mean, he's he's their focal point. He's going to score their goals. I think you're already starting in a deep hole, mate. You're four behind. He hasn't scored yet. I know. That's all right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what else do we have there? Who else? Um, I'm sticking with Mo. Mo Salah. Mo Salah. All right. He currently sits at two goals, two off the pace. Part of me wants to take Antonio, but I think they're going to falter. Bruno, they, they, there's going to be too much challenging for goals. And Man U, Calvert-Lewin, no, I can't pick an Evertonian. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Mo. All right, Mo Salah. So we got two for Salah. One Kane, one Lukaku. Patterson. Oof. Well, I, I didn't have a, I didn't have a prediction preseason, so I think I'm just going to keep it the same. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the safe way to go. Completely, completely backed out of that. No one, no one, which is impossible now because there's been a lot of goals scored. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with what's been said. I, I agree with the reasoning. I think if you okay. look at some teams like United, there's just too many players that are going to score now. Um, Kane makes sense, but he's, he's, he's like you said, four goals behind. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, I honestly uh, haven't really thought about it and I don't have a prediction to back up. So I feel good with, uh, with, no with saying no one. <laughs> so at Fair least enough, Patterson will be the, probably the that, most. That's I the only smart pick right there. <laughs> I would have been wrong anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm going to give you Danny Ings. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, just got to sign Danny Ings. I just decided Danny Ings. Is, I'll, I just, I'll, buy, I'll buy his kit. Thanks. There you go. Well, well, mate. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Remember what happened to Joel? Yeah, with him. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to get you a Harry Kane kit. I figured it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those of you listening know that, uh, yeah, uh, Patterson got the yeah. Joel kit when we were in Madeira, and uh, he got hurt 17 minutes in. Do we know what, what's happening to him? No. Like, I, I don't speak enough Portuguese. I'm trying to learn. Yeah. I, I hope I can learn enough to figure out what happened to him before the season's over. Uh, <laughs> nobody knows. I've been, I've been doing the uh, Duolingo for Portuguese for a while, so. Oh, might need you to read the <coughs> tweets for me. Yeah, we got some articles to send your way. We just know that he's hurt a foot, but we're not sure how long he's out for or what's happened because he hasn't shown up. So send me the tweets. There we go. Can, Twitter, Twitter will translate it for you. And Instagram thanks, will. Thanks for ruining all of the fun, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am trying to show off that I'm learning a new language. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's okay. Did you we'll know Joel's first name is D. Derek? Yes. I know I everything not. about him. <laughs> don't, they, don't they call that Diedrich? D. Derek? D. Derek, Joel, Tagwal, Diedrich, Tajo. D. Derek? It's like literally, there's a. is there an apostrophe? Is there a D apostrophe? D I E D E R R I C K. Spelled Die Derek. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. We're going to need to pronounce it. Steve, do you know how that's pronounced in Portuguese? Well, he's not Portuguese. He's Cam- Cameroonian. Oh, you're right. I've lost yeah. the plot. God. Indeed. Is Cameroonian? What did I say? Cameroonian? Whoa. Is that the demonym for Cameroon? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. Show. It definitely is. And if you're reading the Wikipedia page, and I have a feeling you are, it actually says it. <laughs> let me share my let me So I'm less impressed. And- <laughs> this is incredible. I love, I love where the pod's going. <laughs> Fernandez going to the final. All right. I was just really? proud of knowing the word Devin. All right. It's my turn to be an off screen uh, sports. <laughs> yeah. And that's been talking to no way. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So we've, we talked golden boots. Uh, I know this kind of almost repeats a little bit. So if you've talked about a team that has been disappointing and you're mentioning them here, you can just say their name, uh, name a team that's not on our relegation radar, maybe to start the season, but now has a shot at going down. Or maybe isn't close to the bottom, but you think they might end up there. Watford, uh, Arsenal, the old Wait, Watford. twentieth. You're done. No, he said he said <laughs> that aren't that aren't near the bottom. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's I did this. I worded it this way on purpose. Okay, Watford. <laughs> we have a vote for Watford. Yeah, I think Watford. Uh, I mean, they 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 won their first match, but that was against Villa, who also is on my radar for going down. Unfortunately, yeah. I was going to say Villa. But, I think Watford, they've lost their last two. They, they lost to Brighton. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I'm i calling Watford. 
Elton John can't save them, I guess. So yeah, I agree with Waterburn. Shout out. Oh, Elton are we going to go into uh, Elton, Elton John chat for another ten minutes? They're <laughs> moving out. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm still standing. <laughs> and Waterburn will not still be standing at the end of the year. <laughs> Is that your pick too? Yeah. Okay, Watford, Watford. Um, they will be following the yellow brick road to uh, the championship. <laughs> okay. Yo-Yo Club that. Uh, Patterson, you had Villa? I'll be different, say Villa, yeah. And, you know, my Danny Ings pick will be even better. <laughs> That's right. I was Gold, saying Boot on a, on a relegation team, I, I, it, it, you know, it could happen. That's true. <laughs> yeah. There are some strikers that are just really good, but they're always on relegation teams, so that's possible. Uh, Arine, who do you have on this? List here. Uh, I I was I was gonna say Watford. Yeah, Watford. Hey, Watford. I and, hate Watford. I just, uh-huh. them, I just don't like him. I don't Watford know. Winters. Corny. Yeah. Just okay. Corny. corny. All right. I'm sticking with Leeds. Just wait for it. I'm sticking with Leeds. Uh, uh, I think Wolves are too good. Uh, eventually, they'll they'll figure it out. I don't know if Leeds will because if they, if you keep leaking goals, if your defense is that bad. Yeah, goals might run dry. People might figure your system out. Bielsa hot seat. Um, which team not named City, Chelsea, Liverpool, or United has a shot at making the top four? Because we know that that's probably going to be the top four. But West you know, what West Ham? Give me West Ham. There we go. West Ham for Steve. The, the easy answer is Tottenham, just because how well they've played so far. Right. Even though it's only five. been one, one nil. <laughs> You're out. Well, I don't want to. I, I was going to say West Ham, but Steve took them, so. Okay. Well, I don't know if you've been here before. You can definitely still pick the same team as me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, I mean, Tottenham is a real answer, though. Okay. As much as I don't like them, I Fair. think they can make top four. Okay. All right. Um, I think Tottenham's a good answer, but um, I'm going to go with Everton. I think Benitez knows what to do, what to do with this team, so... Um, I think he's a better suit than Ancelotti is for this Everton team. So um, maybe this will finally be the Everton team that pulls off the Leighton Bain days and is actually yeah. good again. So Leighton Bain's days. I, I was going to go to Patterson, but I agree with Everton on that call. Um, I feel like this might be the year that they actually do something because Rafa is, he, he just has that way of making things work, whether it's in the league or in champions league in the past we've seen. Um He's just a bit of a magician that way. And I think uh, he's in a place that he's comfortable. He really likes Liverpool. Um, England, I mean, in terms of Liverpool, the city. I was, I knew, I know he manages Everton, um, but he really <laughs> likes that place. So uh, I feel like he's in a place of comfort. He's got some players that, that he likes, even if James doesn't know who they're going to play next. Uh, I think James is not playing there again. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, yeah, he, I don't think so either. They're yeah. going to get the fuck rid of him. Yep. And they were able to keep Richarlison though. So I think that was a key for them to hold on to him uh, from getting transferred. Uh, Patterson. Yeah, this is great. I'm just going to go last and agree with Afshin. Um, <laughs> I had everything written down that he just said. Um, I, Spurs are easy to pick, but I, I could see them finishing sixth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Lovely. Well, as long as it's fine arsenal. Oh, really? No, not possible. All right. So we got oh. a few Everton's we've got, um, what else was there? Uh, West Ham. And we had Tottenham. Yikes. All right. Um, let's now go ahead and transition to the international break. A lot of Premier League talk there. I guess we could do a, a mini transition. There are going to be a few teams that are coming back shorthanded from the international <sighs> break. Uh, and one of them, um, well, 
I don't like injuries. So don't mistake me for saying that I like injuries here, but the team that's coming back that has issues is Tottenham. Uh, Son is injured. Apparently uh, Bergwine has an ankle issue. We will get into the Brazil Argentina thing pretty shortly, but they have quite a few uh, Argent. They, they have La Celso, I believe who's out um, and Romero, their center back. Oliver skip is according to this article crocked. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't think you want to know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I just read it and I'm like, well, that's a lot of issues. So my point being, um, it, it, it means drunk <laughs> <laughs> or so, yeah, unable to play or perform due to injury, but I like position <laughs> one, which is drunk. So. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with drunk. Davinson Sanchez is apparently not going to be able to make it back because of all this, uh, Argentina, Brazil stuff. So, and then we also saw that, uh, I know the Liverpool guys know the, uh, Virgil van Dijk had a bit of a scare when, uh, a Turkish lad kind of went into him when they were already winning six, nothing. Um, so, you know, what are your guys' thoughts about, you know, three games into the year? All right. We're finally getting people in match fitness and all of a sudden we've got all these injuries again. Um, especially since it's, it's there've been many more because it's world cup qualifying. People are playing hard. Um, how do you guys feel about that aspect of it? Well, for my team, Pulisic got uh, both my yep. teams. Pulisic mm-hmm. got had a um, ankle injury, I think it was. Um, I hope he's okay, but it it sucks. It really sucks. Like the first thing I saw when I or I thought when I saw Pulisic got hurt, it's like, God damn it! No, he's not going to be able to do well for Chelsea. And it just yeah. sucks that your some of your favorite players for your club team get hurt doing something that's not important for the club. Right. Yeah. I can relate this with Eloy Jimenez of the White Sox for uh, getting injured in preseason um, and missing half the season this year, but now he's back and doing his thing. But um, the Liverpool side, it's just, it's fucking annoying that the best center back to ever play the game is, uh, is injured again. So we need him. uh, We need him if we want a shot, if we're being honest here. So, I mean, Lukaku looked like a preschooler out there when he was against Van Dyke. So like that shows how good. <laughs> Espilicueta had Van Dyke in his pocket on all the set pieces. It doesn't matter. Van Dyke is a defenseman first. So um Espilicueta is the best center back to ever play the I game. Mean, how much even was, play how much was, how much was Lukaku? He was the exact price that he needed to be. <laughs> Was he more or was he when, more when money, or less? when money doesn't matter when daddy, yeah. when daddy's when paying the bill? <laughs> daddy Roman, Daddy Roman's got deep pockets. Daddy Roman, yeah. I, I don't care how many episode. I legit do not care how much players cost. <clears throat> all right, all right. Chelsea right. have the most expensive backup goalie in all of football, and that's fine with me. I don't give a shit. Well, as it stands, Buffon's well. He didn't cost anything, actually. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we might go back to not having a chance of getting sponsored with uh, Daddy Roman has deep pockets as a as a title. But hey, um, <laughs> my point is, it's it's annoying because Liverpool are relying heavily on Virgil Van Dyke if they want a shot at this thing, and well, it's just annoying. And he's actually fun to watch. Well, here's the thing: if 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 Verge goes down, and you know. Kanade ends up being like what we think he is. Very true. We could, we could rotate 
but you just are always concerned about Matip and who knows if Gomez is where he needs to be. So that's, <clears throat> it could be okay. We've got enough depth at center back now to like manage. My concern is more midfield right now. That's not, that's not where our injury scares are coming in, but we are yeah. obviously thin there, but we'll, we'll see. That's true. It's, it's okay. Honestly, that that's the, that's the exciting thing about like, I mean, you, you watch the NFL season and you just try to get like, it's whoever's team is healthiest going into the playoffs. Whoever has the most amount of their stars, that's like, if anything else is like a wing and a prayer. And I think that's what's going to end up happening here is whoever's got the healthiest team coming at like out of Christmas. Like that's, what's going to matter the most. That's true. Yeah. I was going to say, Patterson, any injury concerns at uh, Preston? <laughs> There's a lot of other concerns out of injuries. <laughs> I, I, I think this is, this is such an, it's such an interesting dynamic, you know, with, with soccer. Can, can you imagine um, an American sport where players would leave during the season, go play for a different coach and run, run the risk of getting it? It would never, it would never happen. There's, there's just there's just no way and it's just it's it's it just a dynamic with this right it's happening so. it's winter with the it, winter olympics the yeah the only comparison is nhl letting players go to uh, yeah, and, and, the winter and, olympics yeah and and how they fight against it yes yes how how many times has that been has that been challenged i mean it's yeah it's, all the yeah. time and i just think it's part of it you know, which is, it makes it interesting. And, and I think coming out of COVID, it's tough too, because, you know, I think you can question fitness for uh, some of the teams as well. Yeah. I, I like actually that, that thought, because can you imagine now the, uh, the other end of it, you know, how hockey took their players away and made amateurs go, can you imagine for world cup qualifiers? Like, Oh, no, you got to send amateurs to this game now. Yeah. We, yeah. Oh, would, we can't even make the Olympics. So <laughs> FIFA would not be a fan of that. No, that would be, that'd be bananas. That's actually really, that's an interesting way to look at it. I hadn't really thought of that. Um, but, but before now I transfer over to kind of what's happened. I will say my team did get healthier over the break. They don't really have anyone that, that, that made it to, on an international team. Uh, maybe a couple, but most of our injured guys and those that had COVID are back. So actually, uh, but, but I do understand the frustration. It does suck when a big player goes down and, and it's not even like playing for your team. And it's, uh, Interesting, you brought Pulisic up. We're actually just hoping he's healthy enough to to play in the next cycle. Like, who knows what his injury is all about? Did you, is there an update on that? Or I know it happened last night, and I've been just out. Yeah, no, I haven't seen much. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen seen much on it. All right. So the reason why a lot of these, uh, a couple of these Tottenham players aren't playing, as some of you may or may not have heard, the wild scenes in Brazil. Um, FIFA has now opened disciplinary proceedings involving Brazilian and Argentinian football associations after the uh, World Cup qualifier was suspended at Neo Quimica Arena in Sao Paulo. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to read this straight <laughs> off the article because this, this made me laugh. The match was called off amid extraordinary scenes as officials, believed to be from Brazil's health authority, stormed onto the pitch shortly after kickoff over an alleged coronavirus breach by the visitors' English-based players. So... Um, you know, we're talking La Celso, we're talking uh, Eddie Martinez, I believe, Buendia, uh, and some random arrow. And these players were told not to go. We even mentioned on the last episode how they were just going to break it anyway. They didn't quarantine in time, so they can't play for their country. And now they have to quarantine again going back. Um, what are you guys' thoughts, first of all, on, I guess, 
the let, let's first talk about the decision making by some of these players. Um, what is your thought on that? Are they selfish for doing this to their to their sides, both national and club, or do you kind of feel for them because they just want to represent their country? Well, <clears throat> I mean, you feel bad for them in a sense mm-hmm. because they're stuck in the middle of you know two areas playing politics. It's just you know ridiculous it's very interesting seeing like what's happening with all them trying to come back to their their leagues now too with like you know all these players not being able to play brazil not allowing not allowing uh you know a liverpool player apparently the only player who can play is richarlison because everton released richarlison (laughs) for which like if they would have done if UEFA would have done their research, they would have realized that Brazil is big on reciprocity. <clears throat> Quick little anecdote. Uh, so I had an exchange student from Brazil when I was in high school. And when I went down to visit him the first time after graduating, I didn't know much about the tourist visa process. Um, mm-hmm. So I am, I left, I took my flight from, uh, from Detroit to Chicago and Chicago was going to be to Sao Paulo, Sao Paulo to Salvador. So I'm getting onto the flight in Chicago and the woman goes, all right, thank you for your passport. Where's your visa? And I was like, I don't have a credit card. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. No, no, no. You you need a visa to enter this country. I was like, I'm American. (laughs) What do do you mean? (laughs) 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 <laughs> and they, they have, I mean, it's, it's a reciprocity visa. It's like, well, you make us get a visa to come to your right. country. We're going we're gonna to make you get a visa to come to ours. And so, yeah, that was a fun, you know, weekend in Chicago. I had to go into the Brazilian consulate begging for an overnight visa, which they were like, <laughs> listen, <laughs> you, give me 200 bucks and we'll get it to you tomorrow. <laughs> they wow. Oh, it was, oh my it God. was legit, like just we we've been through this process a hundred times before. We're only doing this to say fuck you to the American government who's making us do this. So mm-hmm. might as well uh, get some money from yeah. on the back end. Well, that seems to be what's happening on these COVID lists too. You know, they're putting yeah. each other on them. It's like, well, you put me on it, so screw you. I'll put you on it too. Yeah, that, that sounds like how how I got my French COVID pass when I when I was in, <laughs> yeah. in Paris last month. I, I shouldn't say any more than that because I'm going to France next week. So I'm, I'm actually, you might just want to cut that. <laughs> Leave it out. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my Twitter God. doesn't translate this into French. <laughs> That's true. And if anyone is listening, wow. Well, thanks for listening to the pod from, from that industry and uh, from France. Uh, and yeah, that's that. Well, so uh, I have a take on that. You have a take. Go ahead. I think it was very stupid of them because they knew when they left and when they got there that technically they were breaking the rules. So in essence, there were different routes they could choose to approach the situation. They literally chose the worst one. They chose the one where they knew they'd come, they wouldn't come back on time to play this cycle of premier league games. Mm -hmm. And then they also chose to take the risk and not even be able to play for their country. And that's exactly what happened. So not only did they not play any games for anyone, but now they just kind of look like idiots for knowing, for breaking rules that they knew they were breaking, but just kind of testing it. And like, mm-hmm. in my opinion, it's one or the other. It's, you know, understand the rules and, and leave 
England maybe a little early or just miss it, miss the game more. You know what, you know what I mean? Just put your marbles in one basket because that's yeah. what you had to do the whole time. You couldn't play both sides and that's not a risk worth taking. Cause now, I mean, not only do you not play in both games, you get that whole game suspended. Can you imagine being a player that wasn't one of those guys and you get all ready and you're ready to play and you, you drink your little power gel or whatever they have before the game. <laughs> you're like me, you take a fat burner before you play. So you just don't get tired. <laughs> Shout out fat burners. Even though I don't need them, I still took them and it worked. Um, don't ever do that though. Cause yeah, not, not smart, <laughs> but, um, God. <laughs> but like, and then like five minutes in, but also some shit housery by the Brazilian government. Cause they knew that those players were playing and they literally waited five minutes into the yep. game to send some fat guy out there and just arrest everyone. <laughs> like that's some shit housery by the yeah. president or whatever it's, over yeah. there. So on, on every end, that was very, very stupid of everyone in my honest opinion. So, um, and it does, I do feel bad for the players for having to choose, but, um, they should have just chosen a little bit wiser in my opinion. Yeah, you bring up a great point. You got you to gotta think about it. When it comes down to it, it's great to play for your country. Yeah. But who's paying you $100,000 plus a week yeah. to play soccer? It's not yeah. your country. Yeah. 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 No, that's true. That's a, that's, that's a very good point, too, that Brazil... No I would do a lot of Brazil. things for $100,000 oh, a week. Oh, no. Oh, fuck no. no. yes. <laughs> We've been derailed. That's, Mo, apparently Mo Salah is asking Liverpool for like $500,000 a week. Yeah, I saw that too. A half a million dollars a week. Just Jeez. Wow. wow. Fucking big deal. That's a banana. Well, well, I mean, it, it seems like a lot, but they only get paid for every game week, right? We had this debate before and we never found out, did we? Yeah. <laughs> if it's every game week, then it's... Uh, it is 19 million week. a year. It's 19 million a year. It is you see in a, yeah. Not over the summer. So it's 19 million a year, mm. which is when you see other, especially like American big name contracts. You know that that's that's Nothing a line, if not if not day. lower. Yeah. Well, so. in the end, uh, Lacelso and Romero are going to be fined by Tottenham. Tottenham was pretty pissed. On the other hand, <laughs> Wendy and Martinez apparently agreed with their club Villa over it. Villa's not going to. Find them or spend <laughs> them or discipline them. So, yeah, that's pretty crazy. But, yeah, that, that mention about putting your marbles in one basket, well, their marbles are all over the floor right now because they're, yeah, like <laughs> they're not, not playing in anything. Um, but that's it. Let's just kind of go over how Comnable qualifying is going. That was the only one that had matches today. As a matter of fact, there's a match still in progress right now, even though the Premier League kicks off in less than 48 hours. <laughs> Brazil is currently beating Peru 2 nothing. Neymar does have a goal, just as a heads up. Um, but overall speaking, Brazil has a perfect record. Okay, so I think they're the first team uh, in Comnable to go seven matches, uh, not just undefeated, but all wins, perfect record. Um, and so we can pretty much punch their place in. Um, again, in this, in this uh, region, four teams automatically qualify. Uh, a fifth will make a playoff that they will likely qualify in because – this is the strongest region that enters a playoff. So Brazil sits in first, 24 points. There are six points clear of Argentina, who has 18. Then Uruguay has 15. So then it becomes a cluster. I'd say, I'd say Brazil and Argentina are in. All right. Then we got this uh, 
cluster from 15 to 11 points of Uruguay, Ecuador, Colombia, and Paraguay. Well, we Paraguay still have plenty is the last time to play, right? We still have plenty of games to play in this region. Yeah, they uh, play 18 games. They've only played eight they're between they're seven halfway. and nine. They're halfway. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be halfway. It's too early, bro. It's just too early to just, you know. Well, I think it's, I don't think it's too early to say Brazil's pretty much punched its spot. I mean, for them, they're, they are 11 points ahead of, you know, they're 11 points clear of the team that, that doesn't, you know, make the playoff. Um, or sorry, 13 points clear. So I think Brazil is in, I think Argentina's in, but Uruguay, Ecuador, Colombia, Paraguay, some work to do. I just wanted to mention the, the table. We can all agree Venezuela is probably out. They have four points. Um, Bolivia, six points. I just want to mention Chile. They're a bit surprising. They have seven points in nine matches. Um, any thoughts on them even having a shot at making it, or do you think we're not going to see them this time around? I think they can rebound. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're six points out of a uh, playoff spot with nine to go. So we'll see. It'll be close. But now I say we turn it over to the confederation that we're all interested in. I only brought that one up because it dealt with Premier League players. But now we're in CONCACAF. Uh, let's, you know, Patterson's here to talk U.S. So I'm assuming this is going to be our longest segment. I, I believe all of us watch the U.S. Five halves in, we were staring at sixth place in the live table. And after one really good half, we're in second. I just want to know right off the bat, what are your guys' thoughts on this, this team, this uh, three-game stretch? I, I'm not sold. Yeah. Okay. Patterson, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell us why you're not, not sold. On sold. Well, I, I had a much different rant prepared before the second half last night. Uh-huh. So now I, I, I feel bad, you know, ripping on the team too much because they, 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 they did win and, and they, and they won and they needed to win and it was well mm-hmm. done. I, I just don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't feel it. I, I don't know why, you know, why go to a three, four, three in a game that matters like this? Why do it away? Uh, why have Brooks in the middle? I mean, he was lost yeah. last night. I mean, th- there's just these things that, that you see, uh, we, where was the midfield? You know, mm-hmm. the, the defense couldn't get the ball out last night at all. I mean, the second half was great, but does that continue? I, I don't know. And it's, I had a lot of thoughts written down, you know, and, and one is, uh, are, are we getting worse or is the rest of CONCACAF just getting better faster? Uh, is, is that happening? Um, you know, we, we have a lot of guys in the MLS that are playing for these other countries. Are we training our enemies effectively? Right. I mean, there are a lot of MLS Academy players playing last mm-hmm. night Yeah, uh, and, and they made an impact. Mm-hmm. So what the problem is these are things you got to think about is, is there one problem? <laughs> well, one, no, one, of, one, of, one, of, one yeah. of the problems, in my opinion, is that we're all all of the the men's national team, U.S. men's national team, is trying to play like we're UEFA. Yes, not right. We're calf, where we're we're thinking we're like the SEC of college football, playing like one style, where instead we're actually like playing with these teams that are going to chop your legs out from underneath you, bash you, delay, do whatever it fucking takes to disrupt your game because that's what CONCACAF and ultimately like a lot of CONMEBOL as well are, which there have been discussions of people saying like, oh, we should go to CONMEBOL. We should get out of CONCACAF because we we need to be against tougher competition. No, we need to be able to 
dominate our own competition before we even talk about trying to move to a different to a different conference like this it's a stupid discussion in my opinion <clears throat> but absolutely yeah we we are we are trying to play like we're the super talented you know skilled players but these other teams they're like the burnley they know they know exactly how to go up against us against the the top four teams which we think we are but like if you're really a top four team you need to know how to play against the low block side that's just going to chop your legs out like you need to know what to do and we don't it's yeah. such a good point and it's so true and we, we we have such a talented team but we and we play mexico well and then and then we go and and we don't play well against other teams and this happened to us and this isn't a surprise this happened to us four years ago mm-hmm. and yeah. i don't feel like we've addressed it and, and it worries me and and yeah. again i i could talk about this for hours but i i take this down to the youth level right like wh- why is this game not accessible in this country i, I had to watch the game in spanish last night and, and <laughs> it's it, true and I, I later found out it was on paramount plus which i am paying for and i never watched so i could have watched it in english but cbs owns the language the english language away rights to the qualifiers why aren't the games on why aren't these being advertised this should be out there you know people should be excited about this and and they're not and we're getting these these kids who have to pay a ton of money to play and then they get to this level and they go play in the mud in the rain they play against teams that are just fouling them behind the play they, it, it they're sitting they, they park the bus we can't beat those teams and we've shown it i mean that's not hyperbole you know we can't beat those teams we we struggle to win away uh, if we played all these games on on field turf in California, we we'd be outstanding, <laughs> but we don't, <laughs> and it, it's it, it's just a failure. And and right, okay. So I said the the MLS had academy players that played last night. Yes, that's great. That's a step in the right direction, but it's not enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you made a very good point of this game not even being you know this game was such a critical critical match. Like I mean, I was going into it like, okay, I'm pretty pumped about this because they it is it was a well, I wouldn't say must win because there are eleven other games, but it's almost as close to a must win as you're gonna get. You know, you're hoping, okay, maybe a way you'll get a draw against the Honduras team, especially after that first goal. But but you'd think people would be a little more excited after and I hate to say it this way, but after like the failure four years ago, you think, okay, like there's reason to watch this because this team might not make it. You know, people love to watch the drama and you know, there was drama last time around. There's going to be drama this time around. And how, you know, so there's that accessibility part. But a lot of talk you guys mentioned about style of play, about um, playing formations, about playing John Brooks a second game after he was pretty horrendous even against Canada. Um, so how much of this is Greg Berhalter? I know I'm going to bring up a, a manager that very polarizing. A lot of people on Twitter go at him. A lot of people, well, some people defend him, not as many. Um, you know, how much of that is is up to him? Is is his selection, his uh, his formation he puts out there? Um, and did he sort of avenge himself because he made the subs that eventually won them that match last night? So what are your guys' thoughts on Greg Berhalter? <laughs> well, before halftime, I'd say, didn't we fire this guy in 2016? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. This, the, 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 he was, uh, he was making all the wrong decisions. And then all of a sudden some sort of magic touch occurred. 
And any um, thoughts on Berhalter? Are you? I think he should be fired. Um, Regardless of what happened last night? I don't give a shit what happened last night. I mean, I saw what happened last night. Okay. Here's my case. The fact of the matter is, like, in the World Cup qualifying, arguably when it matters most, um, when on paper you have the best, if not second, maybe, right? And you're like drawing Honduras for a for a half, right? Mm-hmm. You you draw El Salvador. You look stale against Canada. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, Canada's making decent. But at the end, like, th- that's what my dad was like. He crossed. He's like, "Oh, isn't Honduras good?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm like North America, but it's like, bro, they're ass." Like, if we're really <laughs> being honest with us, like, as like, if we're looking big picture, Honduras is ass. Like, if they're in the World Cup, you want them in your group. Like, you know what I mean? Like the USA should beat these teams in my honest opinion. I know they're very young, but they are talented. That's when coaching matters most. And I think if you want the max out of this team, you need someone with experience that can really get the best out of these guys. And like you said, seven out of, what is it? Eight halves or something like that. If, if you're not getting the best out of them for seven out of eight halves, that's not, it's not good enough. That's not good enough. You know what I mean? Like straight (laughs) that's facts. And like, yeah, we came in clutch at the end, but we, and I know we're known for that, even in the world cup, you know, somehow we pull off the big comeback or something like that. But like, I'm kind of tired of that. We shouldn't have to rely on that. Like let's actually be consistent for once. And we cannot flirt with not making another world cup. Cause as fans, we don't want to see that. And as like, if we want to see it grow in this country, we need, and, and like, like Patterson said, like, why is this why am i watching this in spanish on like telemundo especially like that's not acceptable bro like show this game let's win these games let's get like people more interested like i know it's grown a lot but like it could be up there even more like when, when everyone's playing they're a fun team to watch like these guys are not jokes like they play for big clubs they play for clubs that we are called euro snobs for watching like they play for those teams like it's you know um mm-hmm. So that's just my case. I, yeah, I don't think Burhalter is the guy. I think he's a joke. You know, where was he before this? Honestly, I don't. I don't know where he was before the USA. You know, I don't know. It's Moten. He's in a band. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like this guy should be opening for Alan John in a year. He oh, be on the Here's a question for you guys. Against Honduras, who was the USA's best player? Ah. Uh, hmm. I personally liked Ricardo Pepe. Yeah. That was exactly my thought as well. And mm-hmm. here's, here's the line I'm going to draw between that point and something we had mentioned earlier. I believe, Patterson, you were the one that mentioned it. We're playing in these countries who have shit pitches. It's run-down area. And we have most of these guys playing for, you know, Premier League, Serie A, whatever. Like they're playing for these great clubs who have these, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollar or fifty thousand uh, seat stadiums. Who's the guy who came up in Mexico? Yeah, Pepe. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, he's used to. It. He fucking knows what he's doing there. He's like, he's not gonna let. He's not gonna let the fact that he's playing in an empty stadium. 
15, like maybe 10,000 seat stadium in Honduras affect shit about what he's doing because he's, he knows. And obviously I'm, I have no fucking clue if this is actually true. This is just an assumption, but like we need more players who are willing to go out and play in the fucking mud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yes. They do whatever it fucking takes to get the job done instead of trying to play pretty ball and like, Oh, this pitch, this pitch isn't manicured properly to my cleats. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of shit that's yeah. going to hold us back. Like that. I remember when Liverpool won the league, I think, I think it was the year that we won the league or the year before a lot of, I saw a lot of Liverpool fans on Twitter complaining about how man, you manicured their pitch and how they like, made it super fucking choppy and how all oh, the guys couldn't play on it because I'm like, if that's, if that's the excuse that you're going with, like we already lost, we lost yeah. that match. Well, if that's, if that's what it, you, if you can't go out and adjust to a choppy pitch, you didn't deserve to be out there in the first place. And I don't think the players were making that excuse, but I'm like, if that's what the play, if that's what like fans can like, there's a reason you are sitting on the sideline watching and not, <laughs> not out there playing yeah and so well or sorry i'll let you go patterson no it's fine i I was going to respond to a point that arene made but now that that was also a very good point too i i think um i i i kind of get tired of this feeling that we belong in the world cup now we have to earn that and these teams are going to do everything they can to a stop us and then and b make it and that, that's something that i i think we we kind of miss and i just want to say i saw in the second half you know, and, and, and they go to Burhalter and these guys being young and impressionable, there was a play, it, it's burning my brain. It was at the end of the Canada match. We had a fast break and Tyler Adams, who's been, who's been good, just completely takes a guy out behind the play. It completely oh, yeah. needless. I, I, I couldn't believe what I saw. I, you, that does not happen. It should not ever happen. And, and why does something like that happen? I mean, he's a kid, but he's not that young. You know, he's 22. He's played. Um, that, 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 that can't happen. That, that took away a scoring chance, and, and we, we needed that. And um, that's the stuff I look at and say that's a problem. Um, that, it's, it's early, but <laughs> it's only early for so long. You know, the, these games are going to go by fast, and it's not getting any easier. Yeah, or yeah. Weston Kenny breaking COVID yeah, rules. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I mean, I don't think this is true, and it probably isn't, but there were soft rumors that it was because he slept with Paul Sitch's sister. Oh, but that's... <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if that was it, but um, it, I was going to bring that up. Speaking of <laughs> discipline, it, it, he was sent home by Greg Berhalter for spending a night outside the team's COVID bubble, is what they said, and bringing an unauthorized individual, could be Pulisic's sister, I guess, uh, back inside the bubble to his hotel room on a different evening. Uh, so that's two violations. You know, knowing Way is not there, knowing Dest was injured for this game. Reyna is injured for this game. Uh, Pulisic did get injured for this match. You're missing quite a few players. You know, this is a player that is looking to become a leader. Uh, and we talked about Adams and discipline. Like, what is that? What does that get drawn up to? Because the manager sends him home. Um, you know, how much of that is in his hands? How much is it up to some, some of the leadership or, or captains, someone to step up and say, Hey, what, what are we doing out here? Weston no, McKinney's nope, canceled. Nope. Nope. See in my head, I I've got the old school, like big 10 college football mentality in me of like the nineties when 
these players used to get away with everything. Let your stars live. <laughs> and I know he might, if he, if he gets in trouble, you punish him by sitting him out for the first quarter of the first half or the first half or something like that. Like, and you don't, you don't let people find out about that shit to me. Yeah. Like <clears throat> let this man like, okay, we'll sit you out the first half and say you twisted your ankle in training and needed some extra time to rest. That's it. Mm-hmm. You don't let people yep. fucking find out about this. He's That's one right. of your, he, to me, he's got a higher, uh, maybe a higher ceiling is not the right way to put it. He's he's got more value to me as a U.S. Men's National Team fan than Polistic at this point because Polistic's injury issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I could that see that he needs his presence in the center of the pitch. Yeah, like he's the kind of person where you, as a manager of a team, say, "All right, we need to protect you at all costs." Now, take him aside, say, "You're a fucking idiot." You don't let that shit get out to the press. You say, all right, you had an ankle injury, wink, right. wink, nod, nod, <laughs> and you need to sit out the first half, but we're going to put you in the second half and don't fucking let this shit happen again. That's what I'm saying. Like, what's what's the rules here? So, like, let's say it was a bachelorette party that he decided to crash, which is the heavy rumor, and what I'm hoping it is, because I don't want plus, you know, that'd be, that'd be messy. Um, <laughs> let's say, um, shout out if Pulisic's sister is out there and she's listening to this, you know, my Instagram, just hit me with a DM real quick. <laughs> Go ahead. Plug it in. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> it's just my name anyway. Um, yeah. Like, so do they, how do they, they don't have to report it. Right. Like if, if it's just someone just being like, Oh, I saw them here. And let's say you it just you just pull him to the side and just like, yo, did you actually do it? And he says, Yeah. Can you just be like, all right, dude, like, don't do it again and still send him out there? Or like, you know what I mean? Like it was it the US's call to suspend him, or did they have to do it? Was it like reported to someone? That's my question. Cause I agree with Steve. If if it was one of my players, especially like Reina, Pulisic or whatever, if they went to a strip club and just banged them on the fucking stage i would still be like all right i don't care we need you i mean it sounds bad but like we'll i don't talk know about, we'll talk about your punishment after qualifying <laughs> yeah, yeah. keep it keep, keep it in house keep it in house I, I i'm sure you've all listened to american fiasco um if not yeah. i recommend it uh there's shade there's shades of this there that team is out of control mm-hmm yeah, um, and and there, and there's ways to manage that, and I think you earn the respect of the team by protecting the player. You keep it in house, and let's assume it's a one-off, right? Obviously, if it's a if it's an issue, and it's and it's recurring, it's a different story. But um, yeah, keep it in house. I, I don't know what the rules are. I don't know if this is a FIFA rule where where there's a quarantine that's set and they had to report. I don't know that. Let's assume it's not. I, I completely agree. You know, you manage it in house. You be a good leader. You set the guy on the bench for uh, a sprained toe, and then when you have guys injured in the game or you're losing, well, then you then you assess. You know, has he learned his lesson? Do we need him on yeah. the pitch? And then he's there and he's available. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah, a grade one sprain, not a grade three sprain. So we we can put yeah, him in. Good. And it's fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was he was rumored as telling some teammates that the team does need more accountability after the El Salvador game. So for him, for him to have done that, it was a, was a bit wild, but yeah, I, I agree that no. the way it was handled was, 
was also yeah interesting. I, I just have one more question about the U.S. Um, and then I'll get kind of everyone's last thought. Uh, would your opinion? I, I'm assuming you know after that second half, a lot of us feel obviously better about the situation. The team does sit in a tie for second with five points, um, even though we we expect more of them. Uh, so you're feeling now. Yeah, you know, you're you're lagging. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Sounds like you're a CNN reporter in freaking Afghanistan right now, dude. <laughs> we need you to stick with us. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I don't know why that's like that. I, I, I was able to, everything was going normal on my end. Okay. Uh, so I'll repeat this uh, real quick. So, uh, you know, the U S has five points. They sit in second place or tied for second. Uh, so, you know, but we did talk about their deficiencies. I'll ask you this question. Would your, outlook be different if the results were reversed so they'd have the same amount of points but let's say instead they won the first match 4-1 then they drew Canada 1-1 and then they they lost or no sorry they drew 0-0 last last night or two nights ago would your outlook be any, any different does does it does them having that poor start really you know play an effect do you think if they'd won that first match you'd feel a lot more positive about this team no no, <laughs> no, quick response. No, I mean, uh, no. honestly, they, the only, the only bright spot was that Berhalter quote unquote realized his mistakes in his lineup and made some adjustments at halftime. But like, who knows if he actually like knows what he's fucking doing still at this point, he hasn't proven that he knows what he's fucking doing. He just, yeah. to me, I, like, you know, any, any drunk monkey on a fucking Tuesday night finds a nut. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yep. Give me seven points, you know, over the next three and I'll, I'll feel better. Yeah. 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 I, I think sure. where the, I think where the concern lies, um, it was kind of hit spot on. It wasn't necessarily where we got the points from. It was like how we got the points or like, it was, um, it was just how we got them. It was just how we played. So like, and we played pretty consistent against every team. Like it wasn't the best that we could have done. And it was continuous errors in the, in the selection and like, yeah, Berhalter put in the right people sometimes, but like it's pretty evident the starting 11 out there almost every game, you know, wasn't the answer in my opinion. So um, I don't know. And I, I'm a big fan of Aronson. That dude's a stud. I like that guy a lot. Put him in. Put him in the 65th minute, and he has a goal by the fucking 75th, like every single yeah. time. That guy and what was the other Deidre or whatever? What, what's his name? Perry? What's what's his name? Which side are you talking about? The guy that you guys were saying was like born in Mexico. Oh, Ricardo Pepe. Yeah, Ricardo Pepe and Aronson are who every American fan wanted Josh Sargent to be. Let's sit Josh Sargent, please, because he's not the answer. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing too, though, is I don't I don't think uh Aronson's not a he's like he's like Shakiri, right? Like you don't start Shakiri. But you can. No, no, you, no you cannot. Not anymore. <laughs> you you bring his ass in in like you know the 60th or 70th minute to provide a spark because you know he's going to burn hot and fast. He'll get a goal or an assist, but you, you can't you can't rely on him to like keep that up the entire game. Well, I think we should give the the 19-year-old kid from the Jersey Shore 
shout out a chance. Let's just, I mean, he's in Salzburg. I mean, he's doing it there. I mean, let's, let's but, they're, but they're treating him the same way in Salzburg. But how many times have we seen Josh Sargent run around with his Ronald McDonald looking head and not do a thing, bro? It's so frustrating. Ronald McDonald looking head. Well, he has a cool sleeve tattoo, but that's about it. I don't disagree with you, but I don't know if World Cup qualifying is the time to to mess around with. Like, you, you know your bread and butter is like you can get a goal out of him in the the 75th minute. So let's just keep that in our back pocket and not, not start him. And then if he doesn't score in the first 60 minutes and he dies, then, then we're out of cards. You know, we, we used all our bullets. So to me, keep that bullet in the back pocket and hope we can get goals from other places before we bring him on and, you know, let him do his magic. That's true. I think a healthy Pulisic and a, especially Gio Reyna. I think Gio Reyna was such a key cog that we were missing with his pace and his his and, movement and that accommodates. I mean, so. Yeah, so we'll see how this team performs. Next, next cycle is coming up next month, I think. So not, not too far from now. Uh, Mexico yeah. sitting first, seven points. USA, Canada, Panama, five points apiece here, second through fourth. And those are your, well, up to third will we'll automatically make it fourth would be in a playoff. Costa Rica, Honduras, and El Salvador sit with two points and Jamaica surprisingly uh, in last with one point. Um, just going to say last thoughts from each person here on either CONCACAF, the U.S., or both. Um, I'll start with a guy who's been rather quiet, Brian. We better fucking qualify for the World Cup. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right, Arim. I'm deporting myself if we don't fucking qualify, first of all. <laughs> second of all, um, Jamaica. What the fuck, man? You guys literally changed the passports of all these, or <laughs> changed the citizenship of all these English players, and you're still looking like a bunch of bumbleclots out there. Let's turn that thing around. <laughs> all right. Uh, a message for you were about to bet. You were about to bet so hard on Jamaica that one game and realized... <laughs> Oh, they're playing Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next, next time. Next time. Shout out to, yeah, to, the, to the last episode where Arine said, I'm going Jamaica, no matter who they're playing. I said, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, they got right. They lost. Uh, <laughs> Except for the team they were actually playing. <laughs> what's, what's, your, what's your final thought on the U.S. and CONCACAF here and, uh, going into this break? I'm not su- I'm not super positive. Okay. I mean, I, I I haven't been paying attention as thoroughly as I should. Like I was watching it on silent on my phone last night as I was putting my son to sleep. So I wasn't super, super uh in-depth watching, but mm-hmm. you know. I'm okay. hoping they start getting some better results and hopefully they can start actually playing their their top players i don't know it, it's just gonna be a, it's gonna be a fucking mess we need to we need to you know pull a brad gilbert and just win ugly man there you go and then our and we'll go to our U.S. correspondent for, for his last thoughts patterson yeah this 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 is gonna be a tall order uh i i think um no i you know we could we could easily have two points right now you know mm-hmm. it, it we did not play well in the first half and it could have been two nil at halftime. And I think we're having a different conversation if, if that happened. 
we have Jamaica who's, who's, who's at the bottom of the table, but they're going to be hungry. We have Panama who is right with us in the, on, in, in the table. And we have, we have, um, the Costa Rica, uh, team that's had success. So we, we're not anywhere close to out of the, out of the woods. Thankfully we won last night and we have five points. So we're, we're in a good place, but uh, we, we can't let the foot off the guy. We have to keep pressing and, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not sold on the leadership of the young team. All right. And, I, and I'm with you there on the seven points is the goal. I think next Must. Week. yes. Win your home matches and get at least a draw at Panama is what I'm thinking. So I think even six would be okay, but I don't, I think we'd be, we'd be happy with seven. We'd be happy with seven. Right. Okay. Everyone's good with seven yes. points. Yes. yes. Patterson, the way you explain that reminds me of like, back in the day when I got pulled, like your voice is so like calming, but like, it's like, I'm, I'm not happy with you. It was authoritative like, back in the day when you didn't I mean, pull, like the good grades and your teacher pulls you to the side and quietly tells you that you're fucking up in the class. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fully in dad mode now, Rian. I've been watching my kid throw cups at the dog for the last two weeks. So. It's <laughs> amazing. So he's moved on from kicking the ball around to throwing cups at the cups at this he's building quite the arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Amazing stuff from I, I wouldn't there. use the word arsenal with successfully kicking a ball around. Oh. I'm, I'm about to kick Ooh, right I now. Up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, I'll go to a positive thought here. AFC qual- qualifying, there really isn't much to talk about. There weren't too many big events, but I just want to let you all know that Iran is a wagon. All right. They're fucking nailing everyone. They got six points. All right. They won their home match and they won their away match and i know that's bad podcasting but i said in in quotes because iraq doesn't get home matches so they beat iraq in qatar i think so a good preview for the world cup for them so they got six points out of two i'm gonna say it they beat the scum three nothing i don't like the soccer (laughs) team of iraq um nor their politics but we're not going to get into that that's just me speaking (laughs) all right (laughs) but um yeah what are your thoughts on Iran that, I mean, no one really cares except for you and me, but um, good bounce back went after one nil Syria when we got concerned because for all we know, like, okay, being brutally honest, like Syria's like, is it even, I don't even know. It's just not even a country almost. And we only get one nil. Like a bit concerning. Bit concerning, but then um, I know people like you and and people that traditionally watch, um, you know, Asian qualifying were scared of Iraq. And I looked at a deep dive in the roster. I was like, bro, they're a bunch of olive pickers. Shout out Jeff Paris. And we took care of them. So Asia belongs to Iran. And I could confidently say that. I I, I have a question. Yes. As an an AFC outsider, Mm -hmm. why, how is China so bad? <laughs> that's a very good question i mean like just why is, sheer why is numbers India alone so bad? well well uh, I, I i mean it's, you could ask that about a lot but there's a there's pressure in china i mean that you, you would yeah, think true. they would be motivated to yeah. produce you know 30 to 40 good soccer players out of the you know the billions of people it's i don't know it's 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 a strange it's a strange anomaly to me you want to know what my theory is when the olympics come around you you look at the sports that require uh repetition and precision and not so much creativity Mm. like to me Mm. like soccer requires creativity where like gymnastics 
diving, things like that require precision. And that's what the Chinese are good at. The Chinese are good at like precision sports. And that's, that's my theory of why they're not good at, well, except for some reason, they're like pretty good at like basketball. Though, yeah, right? they are. Yeah. Huh. You know, you, but that's a good point. At least you kind of are digging into an answer. Cause I actually was like, I, I have no, cause I remember in around 2002, I think, or, or a little before in, in the, you know, when uh, Korea and Japan got awarded that world cup, I remember reading up cause I think China made that world cup uh, about how then they and Japan were, were really upping their academies. Okay. They're really putting a lot into their academies and like, Oh, these, these countries are going to be great. Well, Japan's been pretty solid. They're always making the World Cup. They're uh, they make a little noise. I mean, they they still you know Asia AFC is a little. They're kind of a minnow in terms of the confederations. But yeah, China for some reason they they do make the last qualifying round, but they just get stepped on once they get in. Like right now, they're sitting in last. No goals for four against. Um, but I do think you're on to something, Steve, with that theory on they they focus on precision. Because the other thing I could think of is just like here in the U.S., a lot of our athletes play other sports right so that you know that, that's the saying that's the that's what happens and that we lose people that might be good at soccer so i don't know maybe all their uh all their creative guys play basketball i don't know another thing is you look at that part of the world and <clears throat> they're not traditionally good at soccer but a lot of their primary sports are like cricket so like you look at india and they're just like um you look at cricket and you're just, or India and you're like, there's main sports cricket, which is why they're awful. Shout out Sunil Chetri though at soccer. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But that's a big, I, I don't understand that with China, but yeah, it's a good, good point. Also my thing with the politics thing was in regards to the Iran Iraq politics, nothing with the U S just want to clarify that. On the pod. Fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, good question being brought up about, yeah, about China, they sit in last in group B. So there, so to those that don't know, that's uh, AFC's two groups of six, Right in the top two in each group do qualify. Um, Iran did get lucky; they got put in a draw with South Korea, who is is also good. But then they have UAE, Syria, Lebanon, and Iraq. Uh, Syria and Lebanon should be the doorsteps of this uh, of this group, whereas Iraq and UAE are kind of middle of the pack, and then Iran and Korea are supposed to be the top teams. Iraq did hold Korea to a zero zero draw at South Korea, um, and uh, so. You know, Iran's the only one with all all six points there. Korea with four, UAE two, Syria, Lebanon, Iraq with one. Um, on the other side, it's a little more clear cut. Australia, Saudi Arabia, Japan are probably the the better teams, and then Oman, Vietnam, and China not as good. Uh, and Oman did beat Japan in the opener at Japan, so that was pretty wild. Um, but yeah, so Australia and Saudi sit atop there, but I feel like Japan might make a a push um, out of those three teams. Who do you guys got as the two that qualify Australia, Saudi Arabia, Japan, Australia and Japan. I Australia, think Japan. Bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what yep. we're looking forward to. So All right. That's what I got as well. Uh, but also, yeah, it, shout out. I didn't know Saudi Arabia qualified for the last world cup. I totally forgot about that until me and my brother were talking about it. I yeah. didn't know about that. I forgot about that too. So. Yeah. They were in the group with Egypt, Russia. It was Egypt, Russia, Saudi Arabia. Oh Yeah. Uruguay, who got the hell of a draw. Yeah, <laughs> that's a hell of a draw. Um, yeah, because they missed the last two or something. They, they, yeah, they'd gone hard luck. Yeah, three in in uh, AFC. And actually, I looked it up the other day, and Syria was in the play, in the AFC Ooh, playoffs. You gotta, you gotta fix your internet there. Really? 
The audio is coming up. Hold on, let me. Hey man, are you are, are you are you streaming something else or? No, I actually turned I actually turned the football game off. Hold on, I wasn't talking about football. <laughs> Hold on, let's see what happens. All right, I'm oh I'm switching connections. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. All right, I, I would cut this out, but it's just it's part of the beauty of the pod. Um, okay. All right, Steve had to go tending to tending to the. Uh, the boy who's woken up, it's fine. We, we do appreciate him coming on. Um, so that's that. And we'll move on to the qualifying. So you guys made your uh, voices heard there. Iran, I just wanted to tell everyone Iran's doing well. That's all. Uh, let's go to UEFA. UEFA is pretty complicated stuff going on. But I do want to talk about two things that came up in UEFA. Uh, England, obviously, we talk about the Premier League. So uh, England is a team that... You know, we all kind of pay attention to, I'm sure. They uh, they had a perfect record. They did draw Poland. But the main story was against Hungary. Um, so you guys, I don't know how many of you heard of it, that uh, there was abuse from the Hungry fans. Uh, and they were throwing, you know, drinks at the players that everyone has kind of heard of before. There were some racist chants um, and, and missiles thrown from the crowd. And did you guys see some of the images of the uh, English players drinking the 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 <laughs> yeah drinks that Declan Rice I think stands out to me was there another yep. guy that did it Grealish I yeah I saw I saw the Declan Rice rolling but not, I didn't see Grealish but yeah okay yeah so yeah I mean it was uh it was pretty wild out there um again it's something that we've seen quite often Raheem Sterling did get pelted by objects um full drinks uh, yeah, was so it hands? that was racist. It wasn't the bottle throwing, right? Because the U.S. gets pelted by bottles every time they play Mexico, and I don't think that's racist. Yeah, the there were there were reports of uh, monkey chants being directed at Sterling and Jude oh, okay. Bellingham was what it was, and then apparently a flare was hurled onto the pitch. So, at what point do we take like player safety into account here? It's wild. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I, uh, yeah, there's not, yeah. Yeah, nothing to say about that. Um, Awful. Yeah, that is. That's pretty okay. terrible. That happened there. Uh, the German team, did you guys hear about them and their flight back? No. So I, I this came up, I guess, this morning or yesterday. Um, they were flying back from a match. I think they beat Iceland 5-0. Uh-huh. Uh, and they were flying back. And I guess as they went over uh, Scotland, they had to turn back because there were some plane issues. So Ooh. there was a bit of a scare, but luckily they were able to land. The German team are uh, fine after their plane was forced to make an emergency landing in Edinburgh. Uh, the class jet flight let, left Reykjavik at 2 a.m. following their 4-0, or it was 4 nothing went over Iceland, was heading to Frankfurt, uh, but there was some difficulty, had to make an abrupt turn and, and land uh, in the Scottish capital around 4 a.m. They had to actually fly overnight because I think uh, with uh, COVID stuff, there's something, a, a rule out there, they can't fly like at night. So it was technically the morning. That was pretty wild. But um, teams like Bayern Munich uh, were not as concerned about the the scare the players had. They said, you know what? I know you've landed them, but get them back over here because we need them for the match against Leipzig. So <laughs> that happened. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that, that those are kind of the stories that occurred. Looking at UEFA qualifying, I do want to say Germany is back on top of their group. I don't know if any of you saw this, but going into the break, Armenia was winning that group. Uh, yeah. So that was, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty wild. My question is this, let's, let's look at that group J real quick. Um, who gets second? Cause second place makes a, makes a playoff to get in the world cup. So 
I, I Mate, mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I only know Armenia, Armenia Germany, and in the group because you just said it. Romania. <laughs> yeah. Romania, Iceland. Yeah. North Macedonia. North Macedonia. I, 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 Romania, I guess. I mean, I, I mean, Armenia uh-huh. is in second now, so <laughs> why not them? Right. They're, they're going to need some help to even get – Germany's going to win the group, obviously. Yeah. Whoever gets yeah. second is is going to need quite the the run of fortune, I guess, to to advance past the playoff. Yeah. yeah. There's some good teams right now looking at, at the other uh, second-place teams. I mean, oh, North absolutely. Macedonia wasn't a pushover. Um, I would root for Iceland because they were electric when I think they made it to the World Cup, was it? Or, or they made it to some big tournament. Their fans Euros. were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Euros. yeah. So I, I, I think this tends to happen when there's a clear, clear-cut best team in a group. They run away with it and the other teams scrap it out and it's it's exciting and close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, well, I don't think they still have Iceland chance. has a, had a nonce as a captain. Literally. That's true. Don't be the nonce. Yeah. That's true, mate. That's true. Maybe that's what's there. I, I you know who I like? I'm gonna pick a team that I uh that I lost a bet on in the Euros to win a point or two points, North Macedonia, <laughs> my boys. Uh, I'm hoping that uh Goran Pandev can can get into a World Cup at the age of uh what what would it be when it when it starts? Fifty five or whatever. So yeah. Goran Wait, Pandev for, for World Cup. How old is he now? Uh no, I made that up, mate. Oh <laughs> let, me, let me ask. How old is Goran? He's thirty eight. There you go. Oh really? Yep. I thought he was older. They make him out they make they make some of these players out to be older than they are because in soccer age they're apparently old, but in my opinion, not in real life. Uh England running away with their group. They're going to probably win group I. Um, now, again, second place is kind of up for grabs between Albania, Poland, Hungary. Everyone just real quick, who you got? Uh, Poland. Those three? Poland. Poland. Hungary. Hungary. I'll go Poland. Uh, Croatia oh, wow. and Russia. Wow. Cheering for the racist there. That's kind of wild. <laughs> there, bro. Goodness. All right. This hot, hot, uh, hot seat, Brian. So, I, am a Chelsea, I am a Chelsea fan. <laughs> you said I'm, it, I'm glad you rolled with it. <laughs> Group H, Croatia and Russia each have 13 points. I think the main question here is which of those teams do you uh, fancy to make it? The older Croatian team or a Russian team that's very erratic? Croatia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Croatia. I, this group also has the most flags that look the same. <laughs> yeah, yes. So you got Russia, Slovenia, Slovakia, Croatia, all have red, white, and blue. Yeah. Yep. So with ver- horizontal stripes. This is a really with, off fun with flags. I, I'm yeah. that, is that copyrighted? Can I say that? Do you have to pay for that now? It. You nope. have to pay uh, CBS broadcasting. Well, they can air the Sheldon. games in English and then <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I Here's agree. a question mm-hmm. off topic kind of, but like it was brought up in Ted Lasso. I think like the, the Wales lo- country flag is so cool. Cause it's got like a dragon on the front. Like uh-huh. what if USA just like got a badass Eagle on the front or like <laughs> countries did that more often? Like what if they all just came together one year and was like, we're just going to make our logos cooler. Like, would you guys yeah. be down with that? Yes. Well, Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. See what happens. <laughs> How many countries we got in this Shout country? Shout out Emilio. <laughs> so, yes. yeah. Uh, so, okay. Um, yeah. So, which which flag out of those four that look alike do you guys like the most? Croatia, Russia, Slovakia. Croatia. 
I agree, actually. I was going to go Croatia, yeah. too. Cyprus. Right. Cyprus. Cyprus. I, I like a flag that has the shape of the country on the flag. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's a power play right there because they're not going to win the group. <laughs> that, was a, that was a question in uh, Trivial Pursuit, by the way. That oh, is true. Wow. I would it say was. Flags that have countries on there were not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, speaking of uh, countries not doing well, well, Turkey did just lose 6-1 to one to the Netherlands. Netherlands and Norway have 13. Turkey has 11. I think it's between those three. Who do you guys have as first in that group and second? Netherlands first? I like I'm the Dutch. Say, I'm going to say Norway first because Holland is going to light it up. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I like Netherlands and I'm rooting for Norway just because I'm tired of Turkey making tournaments and people overhyping them. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's just accept the fact that they have good food there and their football team sucks. So let's move on from that and give Norway a shot because they have a younger and better and more fun team to watch. So I hope Norway wins that, uh, gets second. There you go. <laughs> so there's that. Um, Denmark, guys, in Group F, sit atop. 18 points out of six matches, perfect record, 22 goals for zero goals against. It doesn't get much better than that in qualifying. I think they're like what the Baltimore Ravens are to preseason football. So, you know, how the Baltimore Ravens have won like 20 straight preseason games. They're like the preseason champions. <laughs> I, did not I think Denmark is the qualifying champions, clearly. <laughs> uh, they're going to run away with it. I think it's really between Scotland, who have 11 points out of six, Israel, who have 10 out of six, and Austria seven out of six. Um, you know, these teams are running out of matches. There are only four left. Who do you guys peg as that second team out of Scotland, Israel, and Austria? Mm, Scotland, I think. Billy Gilmore is going to lead them to the promised land. Not a great group. Yeah, exactly. No, it's not. It's, uh, <laughs> that's my answer. I like, I will say this. Scotland does have the advantage of having um, Israel and Denmark. So some of the tougher teams at home, they travel to the Faroe Islands and Moldova. So I'm guessing they should win those. Although, unless, unless playing at the Faroe Islands is like playing at El Salvador for us. It's not. Never, Faroe Islands is not that far away from Scotland. Okay. But, in, but I mean, in terms of like their, their pitch conditions, aren't they the one that had the nice pitch? Who is it? There's a team that plays on like an island. That has a really sick stadium. Could it be Faroe Islands? It could be. Is it's right it? there in the name, mate. Well, yeah, no, I know, but there's another team that, I mean, there are other islands, lad. Cyprus is an island. Yeah. Yeah, like what if it's them? Um, well, while we do that, while we do a deep dive there, Belgium should take Group E while the Czechs and Wales, um, Czech Republic and Wales, I should say, not animals, Czechs and Wales. I don't know what a Czech is. Uh, seven points. <laughs> the serial Czechs. Yeah, checks mix. Uh, seven <laughs> points each for those guys. Although Wales has played one less match. So you guys hoping Wales is the second place team in this group? I like Wales. All right, yeah. Wales, Wales. France, 12 points out of six matches should should run away. They have 12 points. The rest of the group, Ukraine have five. Finland, five. Bosnia, three. Kazakhstan, three. Uh, um, France is going to win. Ukraine and Finland five, Bosnia, Kazakhstan three. Who you got as a second place? Pookie, Pookie watch, Finland. Yeah, Finland. Pookie watch. Yes. Okay, I'm going to play Pookie watch. Shout out, shout out, shout out uh, Finland. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen just retired, or he's going to be retire at the end of the year. Formula One. Oh, was- oh my <laughs> God! By the way, the last one was electric with the fans with Verstegen. 
Verstappen. Verstappen, sorry. Yeah. Ain't no stopping Max for stopping. Come on now. The fans were like um, going crazy at yeah. the end because he was at home and he, he got the win. Yeah, it was wild. Banana lands. Uh, so Group C, Italy, I'm thinking, should should run away with it. Uh, COVID infested Switzerland. I say that because they're <laughs> Shaka. Um, have eight points. They're six points off the pace. So they have eight points. Northern Ireland have five. Bulgaria, five. Um, which one of those three is Switzerland going to be second? Yes. Yes. Probably. Yeah. Uh, do any of you have any desire to see them make the world cup if they make the playoff in, in Europe? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. I know. I want to hear Arine's take because I know how he feels about Switzerland. They're just like a random country, aren't they? Mate, <laughs> <laughs> any country's a random country at that rate. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. Like they make good watches and chocolate. But other than that, <laughs> they got to go to speaking of, speaking of flags there's a square flag right there the yes, only square yeah. <laughs> so a bunch of injured players <laughs> <laughs> you're just picturing their flag next to people's names in fifa <laughs> i take back what i said about switzerland i'm sure it's an electric country but i don't know man they just don't like stick out to me you know when you when you see a group and like switzerland's kind of in there it just brings it down a little bit i don't know why i think it's just the name <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Uh, Group B, I'm kind of going backwards. Spain leads the way with 13 points in six matches. Sweden's got nine and four. So if they win their matches in hand, they actually could take the lead on Spain. Then you got Greece with six, Kosovo four, the country Georgia one. Uh, (laughs) Spain Spain and and Sweden probably are the two. I don't see see Greece mounting any, any runs here. No Euro 2004 runs from Greece. <laughs> I think it was a Bleacher Report that had um, like the scores of the of the Euro games, and they put the flags. And when Spain beat Georgia, instead of the Georgian flag, they put the Georgia University logo. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I think I've seen that somewhere. If you're able to tweet that to the uh, to the uh, Footy Corner, please uh, send that over. We'll get the intro to tweet that. That is true. That's out there. Um, yeah. So shout out Georgia for having a point. Um, and then <laughs> group A, Portugal leads the way, 13 points out of five. Serbia's got 11 out of five. And then, believe this or not, Luxembourg is in third with six out of Ireland, who have two. And Luxembourg has played one less game than Ireland. And they lead them by four points. What? Let me ask you guys this. Not that you've watched any of their matches, but what's going on with Ireland? I have no idea. It's not very good. They're, they're having some troubles. <laughs> the country's too small. So to give you an idea, so far in qualifying within the group, they started the group losing at Serbia 3-2. No shame in that, right? Then they lost at home to Luxembourg 1-0. I have no idea how the fuck they did that. Then they lose to Portugal. No shame in that. 2-1. Draw at home against Azerbaijan 1-1. And then drew Serbia 1-1. So mind them, they still have to play at Luxembourg and at Azerbaijan after having troubles with them at home. So I just want to point that out. That was pretty wild to me. I've never seen someone from Luxembourg, like, or even like speak. So I don't know if this country is real, but they're in a really <laughs> badass location. I, my cousin did a study abroad in Luxembourg in college. So it's a real place. That's good. Yeah. speak French. Okay. Because they're slammed in the middle, literally, of Belgium, France, and Germany. 
Yeah, history talk. says that's not a great place to be. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if they want to go places, they can. Like they're in a perfect area. I don't know. Just I heard it's beautiful there. Is it? I don't know. Brian, can you can you uh you said you know someone that was there, right? Yeah. Did they say anything about it? This was <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> no idea. All right. So we're gonna I'm gonna die. I know they have yellow license plates. There you go. So there's the, the home of yellow license plates and uh being sandwiched in between three awesome countries. Luxembourg, go visit it. And that's my uh that's my ad for them. So uh Portugal should win the group, we think, right? Does Serbia yeah, you know yeah. give any challenge there? No. No. Okay, so UEFA is pretty cut and dry, so we'll come back to that another time. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, the last one I just want to touch on is CAF, and it's not even really for what's going on there uh, in terms of the group play, but there was a match. Uh, the Morocco match was um, – I'm trying to find this. Djibouti. No, no, it wasn't Djibouti. Mate. Djibouti lost 8-0 to Algeria. It was against Guinea uh, because there was a coup in Guinea. Like <laughs> That's absolutely wild. Um, the Morocco team had to be evacuated from the capital, uh, Conakry, and I'm sure I, I pronounced that wrong, um, in their World Cup qualifier against Guinea, uh, and it was postponed because of, uh, because of a coup d'etat in, in that country. Um, so, you know, the Moroccans had to be taken away by their embassy, uh, and, and, you know, goalkeeper Anas Zniti, who's with the team in uh, Conakry has corroborated the ESPN that the squad are doing well. So they, they were doing okay. Um, they were able to get out. Uh, and, but they, but it was pretty scary because for a while they were told to just kind of stay in their residence, stay away from windows, stay away from doorways. I guess the situation in Guinea is quite volatile and uh, FIFA and CAF are looking at it. So um, yeah. What thoughts on we're going to do with a coop. <laughs> Bro, you're a soccer organization. You're not going to do shit. Well, no, their goal is to keep the players safe. I think that's what they're that's what they're trying to do. Shit on that. I mean, maybe I don't know. What are they going to call call Guinea and be like, bro, to spare their lives? Like, what are you going to say? Like, you're I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this 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 did affect uh, players like Ashraf Hakimi um, of PSG, Benfica's Adel Tarapt, Wolves' is Roman Sice. Uh, and Sevilla's uh, Yassin uh, Bunu and Yusuf El Nesri. Um, so some top players, most of them from Morocco, involved in this. But again, they're all okay. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, wild scenes across the world, essentially, um, going on. And yeah, just to be in the middle of a coup. Uh, what's the wildest thing you guys have had a soccer game canceled for? Has anyone had anything wild go on? Not that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That was pretty bananas. And I also think calf qualifying, I just want to talk about it real briefly. Um, it's kind of difficult. Like they're in 10 groups of four right now. Okay. And you only play everyone home and away. You get six matches and you have to win your group. Otherwise you go home and, and the 10 that win play in a playoff against each other. Um, so I'll just go over who the leaders are in each group. Group A, Algeria, uh, who is the favorite in that group. They're with Burkina Faso, Niger, and Djibouti. Um, Group B, Tunisia is in first. I'll just kind of go over who's in first. Uh, group C, Nigeria, no upsets there. Group D is interesting. Ivory Coast is in first and Cameroon's in second. So one of those two teams is missing out. Group E has Mali winning the group right now. Uh, no other really heavy favorites there. 
Group F has Libya leading the group over with Egypt. Egypt in second and yeah. Gabon in third. So as it stands right now, Mohamed Salah and Pierre Emerick are bombing uh, out. Um, as long as he doesn't come back with malaria, I'm hundred percent okay with these group tables. Just Fair enough. Group G has South Africa leading the group. The surprise there, Ghana's in third place, but I mean it is early, I guess. Uh, do you guys want Ghana to miss because of yes. what they've done with the US? Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's go All South right. Africa. Go South Africa. Uh, Senegal leading group H no other really nations of note although Togo has made a world cup they're in last though so probably not this time in group I Guinea-Bissau is leading it although Morocco's only played one match because of the the coup <laughs> uh, <laughs> for lack of a better word and Tanzania leading the last group um, although I, I'd reckon DR Congo probably should win that group there with Benin and Madagascar go Madagascar all right and that's it for CAF uh, we're going to go ahead and we'll do nonce another week. It's been a lot of international talk. Okay. So we're just going to go straight to predictions week four. We're going to wrap the pot up here. Um, before we do that, what's your guys' last final thought on all the international soccer that happened? We're going to have it again in another three weeks. So, <laughs> and we'll have this show again. Like a month. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't really watch much of it. I just want my club football back. Okay. So yes. I, love right. I love it. I grew up playing soccer in the eighties and nineties. We didn't mm-hmm. get to watch anything other than the world cup. I only got to watch games every four years. Um, yeah. So I love it. And, and I, and I love it too. Cause we're going to get to see you back on here uh, for our, for our next international. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have to actually watch some uh, league matches too. It sounds like so. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. And uh, so we'll, we've we've added now a, a co-host slash panelist to our to our group here. Um, but yeah, for the, but but we so those I, I make it optional for you. But this we need you for the the international. So next month we absolutely need you back on to tell us what's happening. I want it. We want your calm but uh, criticizing voice for the U.S. Well, I'll tell you, if we don't get seven points, it, it, I don't know. I may just drink a lot. <laughs> if we miss the World Cup again, I'm gonna. Oh, I don't know what I'll do. I'll never forget that that gutting feeling. That was that was bad. That oh, was devastating. Uh, it was. It was horrendous. Arine, any yeah, thoughts of international? USA. And um, time for. Um, I mean, you could cut this off if you want. Iran, take one out of Guinea's book and do that coup, baby. Because fuck, fuck <laughs> the Iranian government, baby. Oh my god. Well, there's that. Um, okay. Yeah, that. <laughs> well, it's really been nice knowing you guys. <laughs> For for me, uh, go USA, go Iran. Um, yeah, let's roll. Uh, get the job done. All right, let's go ahead straight to the predictions again. We'll we'll get to we'll we'll save our nonsense for next next episode. Um, week four predictions again. Uh, we go ahead and predict who's going to win. And I don't know if I told you this, Patterson. So this might be an impromptu thing for you. Oh no. Um, we also pick a goal, a goal scorer. I didn't. Mm. I don't think I told you that, did I? That's great. No. <laughs> if you want, you could just pick the match. That's fine. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Okay, that's okay. Um, and and we'll go ahead and uh, we'll just start on the top, and I'll we'll go in this order. So I remember when it's your turn, um, and it's just based on how you guys show up on my screen. So I'll start. There was a reshuffle when Steve left. I'll start. We'll go. Arine, Patterson, Brian. After I go, okay. So we'll start with a London Derby. It's the early match on Saturday. 
Crystal Palace hosting Tottenham. I got Palace nil, Tottenham one, Harry Kane. Palace one, Tottenham two, Sun. I took the score too. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> coming back. Just, this is too I'm much work. Right yeah. now, this is too much work. You're not playing. You could just say who's going to win. Spurs. Spurs draw. Spurs win. Okay. I have 0 1 Kane as well. So Spurs winning. 0 1. Okay. Oh, same thing as me. Damn it. You're yes. me. All right. Arsenal, oh. <laughs> Norwich. Which team crawls out of the basement? 19th versus 20th relegation battle in North <laughs> London. I got Arsenal, who's healthy again. Party's back. White's back. Garbalish is back. Arsenal three, Norwich nothing. Aubameyang. We're All back. Three, one, Arsenal, Aubameyang. Okay. Arsenal. Uh-huh. Two, one, Arsenal, Aubameyang. Okay. Uh, everyone thinks Aubameyang is going to do something. Hopefully he didn't get malaria, as Arine as says. Uh, Brentford hosting Brighton. Serious concern because he's done it before, mate. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Uh, Brentford hosting Brighton. I think Brentford will stay undefeated, but yet another draw. I got 1-1. One, one. Ivan Tony's my goal scorer. Who are they playing? Who's Brentford playing? Brighton. But it's at Brentford. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, same thing. <laughs> okay. 1-1 one, one, Tony. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got a draw here as well. Okay. Brian's muted. <laughs> he's talking, but he's muted. <laughs> Brian, your mic's muted, mate. <laughs> I had to cough. 2-2, two, two, uh, Tony. Okay. Oh, that's what that was. It was 2-2. Two, two. I thought you were giving us a wait signal. All right. So everyone picked a draw. <laughs> this is not, I'm coughing. What is this? <laughs> I, I muted it to cough, and then I didn't unmute it. He says, I, I come in peace. For everyone wondering, Brian was holding up two fingers yeah. there. 2-2. Two, um, two, two. There we go. Le- Leicester City hosting Manchester City. I believe this picture was heavily in Leicester's favor last year. I don't think that's the case this year. I got Leicester one, City three, Gabriel Jesus. I got three nil City, and I think Sterling will score. City. Mm-hmm. I also have one three with I have KDB as my score. KDB, all right. Manchester United uh, home against Newcastle Old Trafford. I got United two, Newcastle nil, uh, and I think Bruno will score a penalty. You know what? I think since Ronaldo's first game, everyone's going to go bananas. I'm going to go 4-0 Manchester United. And I don't know if he's going to pick him. I was going to pick him, but I don't know if he's going to start. I'll go with uh, Mason Greenwood. Oh, okay. Mason Greenwood. All right. I'm going to go United. Uh, I'll pick a score for this one since I'll be watching it. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say 4-1. Uh-huh. And uh Ronaldo's gonna score. There you go. I was waiting for someone to do it. I was waiting. It's gonna happen. To it's gonna be magical. It will and is he gonna take his shirt off? <laughs> A lot of people hope so. I am not one of those people. <laughs> is, is your wife one of those people? This is tough. I, I have photos that suggest yes. Um <laughs> this is tough for me. This is tough. I am not a fan. I'm not a fan of the guy, I'm not a fan of the Portuguese team. Some things happened in the past. Might involve Nani. <laughs> Not proud of these things. No, it's 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 exciting. I'm I'm happy for the team. There's some excitement oh. there. Oh. Amazing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it should be it should be fun. And I think he'll score and, and we say his shirt's coming off, so we'll get a yellow card as well. Brian. I have I have one nil United with CR7 scoring. There you go. CR7. Wow, the game winner. Yeah. Hey. 
it'll be seen. It'll be a, it'll be a cool thing to see. Um, so Newcastle's uh, um, what is it? Uh, victim number one. Southampton West Ham. Uh, Southampton is the home team. It is at St Mary's, but I think they'll still lose. Got Southampton one, West Ham two. Even though Mikel Antonio couldn't score for Jamaica, he's got the touch for for the Hammers. So I'll take him. Yeah, I got two nil West Ham, Mikel Antonio. Okay. I've got a draw here. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Southampton can be tricky. A little tricky for West Ham. Yep. Uh huh. Brian? I have uh, Southampton one, West Ham two, and Mikel Antonio. All right. So you copied me again. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Watford hosting Wolves. Wolves haven't scored yet this year. And we did pick the other team that hasn't scored yet this year to score Arsenal. Uh, I got Watford nil, Wolves one. Adama Traore will be the one. Um, I got Wolves two, the other team nil, just because I hate them. Um, the other team? <laughs> sorry, I, Elton John, no disrespect to him. He's a god in his own realm. Um, but uh, who's scoring? Uh, fuck. I don't know who's scoring. I don't know. I just... The striker okay. scoring. Raul. Ra- Raul. Okay. Raul's <laughs> back from the dead. All right, Patterson Watford Wolves. I've got another draw here. I think we'll I think I think we will see a, a goal from Wolves, but uh I'd see a draw. Okay, so a goal from Wolves is coming. Brian? I have zero zero. Oh no Brian doesn't think anyone won't <laughs> <laughs> watch the game. No, I will not yeah. be watching any of this game. Okay. Well it's 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 heavily advised not to watch it. Also a clash of interesting colors. You're gonna have yellow and orange going at it, so that'll be fun. Oh, God. Um, Oof. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those uh, what the great color rush games that you get on Thursday nights, uh, you know. But it, it won't be. It won't Is there be a so color nice rush thing. going on right now. No, no. 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 I think Dallas the NFL was... thankfully put that out of its misery. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But they did. Uh, Tampa's making Dallas wear the the blue. Yes, they yeah, don't they like are. They, yeah. So I did see that, um, and I just looked at the stats. I did turn off that streaming so that. This wouldn't disconnect, and I see Gronk has scored two touchdowns, but he's on my bench, so that's nice. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> well, I'll continue. Uh, Dude, Amari Cooper is a fucking beast. All right, let's continue. Love it. All right, you just got a big plate in you. I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm off to a great start. There you go. Which means devastating finish. <laughs> usual. <laughs> well, we'll see, and I, I guess we will be done with this in time to see the end of that that game. So. Um, Anyway, let's uh, let's finish off the matches here. Chelsea, Aston Villa. I got Chelsea two Villa nil. Lukaku. Um, what was the, what was the game again? Chelsea, Chelsea hosting Villa. Uh, <laughs> Chelsea and Everton. <laughs> I'll give you credit. We haven't said Everton's name yet. So that was, that was Chelsea Villa. Um, I'll say Chelsea. Th- Chelsea three Villa nil, uh-huh. and I will go. Yeah, Romelu Lukaku. Okay. Yep. This is Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea all around. I also have three nil Lukaku. Okay. So it's Chelsea all around in, in a quite convincing manner. Leeds hosting Liverpool. I got Leeds one Liverpool three. Salah is my goal scorer. Liverpool seven Leeds nil. Salah. <laughs> wait, wait, is this a real prediction? Yeah. Wait, the match is at Leeds. I don't care. Wow. Okay. I mean, we haven't even, we've never seen you make that prediction. I'm just saying that's why I asked. Four nothing. Liverpool. Four nothing. Okay, and and Patterson says Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, I have four one Salah. Okay, 
I'll give you a point if it's seven. I'll give you two, uh, an extra point <laughs> if it's seven, nothing, are you? Even though you picked four, nothing now. So, um, and then the last match of the week, Everton and Burnley at Goodison park in, uh, Everton. I got, uh, Toffees two, Burnley nil, Dominic Calvert Lewin. I got the same thing. Cause fuck Burnley. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Everton. I have the same right. thing. Okay. DCL. 2-0 DCL. Um, you know, I'm not going to – I don't think there's – well, did you guys make gambling picks? I might as well just ask before. No. Uh, no. No. Okay. So do you just want to make them on Twitter then? Yeah. Yes. Okay. At the footy corner too, everyone make your gambling picks. Remember, you have $10 to bet with. You can make a maximum of three bets. The only reason I made that rule is so that I can keep track of all these bets because I got to be the idiot that calculates these in the end. Um, I will announce mine on the air though. I'll say that I I'm going to go and I'm not going to call it officially the gambling corner because just my picks. So I don't have to edit in that, that sound. Um, I got city and arsenal parlay, uh, city's minus 165 at Leicester arsenal's minus 200 at home against Norwich. That becomes plus 140. I'm putting five to win 704 West Ham at plus 145. I got them to be what Southampton. That's a bit tricky. $3 to win 435. And I'm taking the Brentford Bright for Bright Brentford Brighton draw plus two ten two to win four twenty. So that's that's my shouts this week. Although I'll be honest, I don't feel comfortable about, about any of them, and I'm the only idiot that picked a international gambling uh, an international bet, and I took Iran and U.S. parlay, and U.S. did not beat El Salvador. So fuck them for that. Uh, all right. With that said, I guess that'll. That'll wrap it up. A mostly international episode with a little touch of uh, EPL to kind of sandwich that. Um, any last thoughts to say before we uh, we call it a show? I'll start with uh, Arine. Man, um, yeah, guys, uh, happy Friday! Just <laughs> fucking live it up, man. That's my message. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is when it'll be released. It will be Friday, so that's a good one, Brian. I hope I get to go golfing again for work sometime soon. There's <laughs> that. It's kind of the PGA. Uh, it's kind of wild. Yeah. Patterson, uh, thanks for, for coming on, the U.S. correspondent. We hope to yeah. have you on more again soon. Your thoughts. Thanks for having me. It's great mm-hmm. to be here. I, I got a question, um, and, and I'm sorry I didn't clear this before we started, but uh, would, will I be paid uh, electronically or will you be sending me a check? <laughs> Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Doge coin. How about Doge? I have? I have plenty of Doge. I don't need any more cryptocurrency. <laughs> well, then I'll I'll pay you in beers when I see you next time. That's which great. actually going to be in two weeks. So yes, exactly. That's true. Socks red. Oh yeah, that's right. Shout out! Uh, shout out that one. We're I, I think we're locking down the Tuesday game. If if we had to pick one, but I might try to well, get. That's good. Have you ever seen me cry? Because the red said, <laughs> you know, when I said earlier, it's just yeah, I just get built built up to be let down. Yeah, I, I don't know why I, I watch sports. Well, I weren't they? Wait, time out. They were doing pretty well recently, weren't they? Or before? Yeah, you said a lot of past tense words there. <laughs> oh um, gosh! Oh no! What's happened? I ever since life, I stopped looking at life, the table. Mate. There's uh, a lot of games left. There are a lot of games left. When I. I'm going to start my baseball pod. Um, We'll talk all about this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe they'll have it locked up by then. And then a lot, a lot can happen. A lot can happen between. Oh man. That game might mean a lot to you then. Or nothing. 
Well, Either hopefully way, nothing in a good sense. That'll be that, lots of fun. That they've they've clinched because then, yeah. All right. So uh, with that said, I guess, um, yeah, happy Friday on my end. I don't really have too much other than that. I don't know what Unai Emery's been up to, uh, but let's go ahead and turn it over to him. Unai Emery. Aloha. Love you guys. Get vaccinated, pussies. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. 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 